Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband, Norm. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're just so glad you've joined us. And Katie said to say, and we're good together. That's it. We're good together, doing life together. We're doing it all together. <laughs> That's it. Busy weekends, busy <laughs> weeks. I don't know when life slows down. I, I, it has I, not. I can't, I can't figure out when that's going to happen. Yeah, I've had so much travel and I'm having more, so thank goodness uh, we can just sit here in the studio for a moment and do a show. That's right. <laughs> it's we a could good do, thing. We could do a show on busyness. I know. We probably should, actually. Probably should. We wouldn't have time to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Linda? I'll bet if we polled our audience, almost everyone would say they know at least one difficult person, someone in their life who they would say is... It's a little tough to deal with. If I'm right, then that makes sense for why we're doing this topic. Right. I, I, I agree. Completely agree with you. And if you need a little help, maybe prompting to bring someone to mind, maybe just think of that relative who's always right hmm. or mm-hmm. who wants to argue with you mm. or the boss who criticizes you no matter what you do or that neighbor that complains about everything. Am I Prompting you're, you're, people? You're, I think you are. You have to be, because those are all good examples. Now that you have someone in mind, folks, also consider this. What if you're a difficult person? Yeah, that might be hard to oh. admit, right? But if we're honest, I think we can all be difficult at times, Norm. Sure. All it takes is uh, a few things that are happening in our life to kind of get that difficulty going. And, and some of us are very much influenced by stress and other things that can make us difficult at times. I think so. Well, can we start with that role stress plays in us being perceived as difficult? We'll start with ourselves first. When stress piles on, even the nicest person can get difficult. You know, that's that's true because stress really squeezes us and it brings out our true character. Mm. Do you remember that pastor we had oh in gosh. Chicago? I just thought of that when you said squeeze. Did you? Yeah. That's what, yeah. when you said squeeze, that was the same thing. Um, remember what he would say? He always said, it's just like a tube of toothpaste. You get out what was put in. Right. So when you squeeze toothpaste, you don't expect to get corn mash. That's right. So when you're squeezed... And you have a lot of maybe anger, frustration, negative feelings. Those things are going to come out. And when stress is chronic, it can really lead to a pattern of becoming difficult. Sometimes what happens is people lash out. They blame other people. They just get more and more annoyed with everything that's happening. And a lot of times it's related to that stress Mm -hmm. piling on. Mm Mm-hmm. So what are we filling ourselves with, right? So mm-hmm. that when stress comes, hopefully something better comes out. Do you think people recognize how stressed they really are? I mean, you hear no. about stress all the time. 
And, and, and then secondly, how stress actually affects our behavior. We talk about it a lot, but I'm not sure we always connect the dots on our behavior and our feelings. You know, I don't think so. I, I have a really good friend who has a lot going on in her life right now. Her mom is ill. She has a son getting married. There's just a lot of things happening. And I can hear her getting more irritable and being a little bit mm-hmm. more difficult. And I've had to stop and point out to her sometimes. I'm saying, you know... You're, you're getting a little annoyed with me, but I'm thinking about all the things that are going on in your life right now. And she really doesn't recognize that because she right. just kind of is like the Energizer Bunny. She just kind of keeps going. But everybody, no matter how good you are and resilient you are, when the stress really piles on, we can become very difficult. We need to be careful not to let that stress be an excuse for does, us. Does your strategy work? Does that help her become aware and see, I think cool, so. cools down a little bit? I think so. I, I just, I just kind of stop the process and say, look, there's so much going on. I do feel like it's impacting the two of us together. Okay. And she's been receptive to that. Okay. Help us identify some clues that we might find to decide if we – or someone else is, is a difficult person. You know, the one that is really a major one is, do I have high and unrealistic expectations for other people? Mm-hmm. And I know we did a show on perfectionism, mm-hmm. or we're doing one. I know we're, we're talking about that topic. And I think that even if you're not a perfectionist, I think difficult people are very demanding. Mm. And that's one of the reasons they make their difficult. That's why they're so difficult. Yeah, because you always have this constant pressure to perform. Are they demanding on themselves as well as others? Uh, I think it's more of demanding on other people. But maybe that's because they want it done their way. Mm-hmm. You know, And that mm-hmm. could be another one of those is you have to control it all. What's another question? Um, what, do I get upset when other people don't make me feel good? Hmm. And I think we see this on social media and give other people so much power over how we feel, or we see people being run by their feelings, and you know they're dependent on other people to feel good. And when you're with somebody like that constantly, that can be a difficult person to to live with because they're always concerned about what other people are thinking about them. That's the getting a like on Facebook or mm-hmm. some kind of positive response on social media. It's another topic we've done, which is people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. we've done a lot on that too. Another one, Norm, is do you get irritated over really minor things? I mean, I think this is the opposite of the book, Don't Sweat the Small Things. Mm -hmm. Difficult people do sweat the small things. They're constantly getting upset over every little thing that happens. And sometimes you just have to let things ride and just go, okay, is it worth really getting this worked up over? Why do we do that? Uh, I think, again, because we want some of us want things to be done the correct way. We have a sense of justice, or we want things to be done in in a maybe really in an excellent way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we get upset with even small things that go what on. What happens if we get real emotional? Yeah, that is really difficult. When you're around somebody who cannot regulate their emotions, mm. it's not that you get emotional, but it's what you do with those emotions that can really make a difference. And if you're angry and yelling at people and constantly um, being... Like lashing out at Yeah, people. and being demanding that they do things right away, that can be a very difficult person. Then your thinking brain got hijacked, That's to right. use your word. That's right, amygdala hijack, we call okay. it, in the, in the <laughs> shrink world. <laughs> Another one is, do I become angry when others let me down? I mean, you are going to be let down in life. Mm. And your response to other people, you can't always control that. So that has to do with something we call the locus of control. And all that means is instead of always 
trying to, you know, depend on what other people do. The locus of control is out there. It's external. We have to be able to have some type of internal control. And so the more you can make that control internal and not dependent on the way other people behave, the Mm -hmm. better it is. Do people get cranky when they're hurting? I think so. I think for men, honestly, I've seen this in therapy where you don't see as much sadness and tears, but you see irritability. Uh, And certainly when we look at kids, mm -hmm. when they're frustrated and maybe depressed, they get irritable. Yeah, so they can be difficult as Something a result of that. Something we carry over into adulthood. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. Um, but you got to, you know, you got to work on that and be aware of that. And then another one here is that you can escalate conflict to the point of being hurtful to people. And who wants to be around that? No. If you're with someone and they're escalating their conflict and you feel like you're being threatened, that certainly is very unsafe and nobody wants to be around someone like that. Well, I can tell you I don't like being around critical and judgmental people. Right. And so that's another one. And complaining and negative all the time. Mm-hmm. So again, we're just giving you some clues to think about, do you do any of these types of behaviors? And maybe that would indicate that you could be difficult or mm-hmm. you're noticing that mm-hmm. in someone else. So how'd you do on the list? Um, take a take a listen to this again if you need to and, and kind of go over it and say... Grade yourself. Yeah, grade <laughs> yourself. That'd be great. That's what we professors do. Hey, (laughs) We do. We're both professors, so we're used to grades. (laughs) Uh, Well, now that we know what difficult looks like, what can we do to change or stop being difficult? Okay, I think there's two main areas that you have to work on. Okay. One is you have to learn to tolerate distress. Hmm. I think if we could get that in the culture at wide... Mm-hmm. we would really be seeing changes in, in people. Because, so that's resilience, right? Well, it's just that there is going to be distress in your everyday life. Things are going to happen. Things aren't going to always go your way. And difficult people have trouble tolerating that. And that's mm. why they lash out and they're stressed and they don't know how to handle it. So you have to learn to say, okay, these are bad things that are happening right now. I need to sit with this, tolerate it. And then the second part of that is, and then regulate your emotions. So when your emotions aren't regulated, you're very unpredictable. And that really can be scary to be around. Because if you're not sure how that person is going to respond, if they're going to lash out at you, or they're going to be nice, or they're going to, maybe they're even going to hit you. Mm. A lot of um, people listening to us right now have grown up with that in their household. And they've been with parents who were very unpredictable and it felt very unsafe. So right. that is a, a really difficult thing to live with. So tolerate distress. And as you do, learn how to regulate your emotions. Okay, so tell us about regulating. If you're having trouble regulating emotions, what do you do? So I, I would suggest that you just do some calming exercises. Hmm. Something as easy as counting to 10. Um, distract your brain with something else. Because as soon as you distract the brain and think about something else, your emotions will calm down. Uh, Do some deep breathing. There is something to that deep breathing. Yeah. I mean, doing it, uh, you know, exhale on four, inhale on four. You can just do this kind of four by four. It's called square counting breathing. And it really does calm your body down. Or you know what, Norm? You can learn to take an adult time out. Oh. When you're difficult and you know that you're escalating things, you can just say, you know what? Things are not going well. I'm going to say things, do things I don't want to do. So why don't we just uh, take a time out? So can we learn to cope better? We can by listening to other people, making sure that we take responsibility for our own behavior and 
talking through problems rather than lashing out or blaming, and then really learning to just be more effective with the way you deal with relationships with all people. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally like to avoid people who are difficult. <laughs> Can you do that always in life? No, no, but you probably don't recommend that for us. No. So if there is a difficult person in your life, we're not going to change them, right? No, and you're going to you could be related to them, so they're not going <laughs> they're not going anywhere. So you you want to make sure that you keep things from escalating. And you know, we can find difficult people even in the church. Mm, Have you thought about that? Oh, yes. Okay, so I wrote a book about this, Mm -hmm. and the first goal on this is when it comes to conflict, you want to make sure that you, you want to take care of the relationship first. Good. So you don't want to escalate things with a difficult person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you want to keep things a little bit calmer. And the way you respond to that is really going to make a difference. Okay. We're going to hang on to that thought because we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, Dr. Linda is going to give us very important tips on how to handle conflict with a difficult person. We'll be right back. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel, available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. And welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Today's topic is one we have probably all experienced at some point in our life. Ready? Dealing with difficult people. (laughs) But before we get back to the conversation, let me remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamintel.com. There you will find her blogs, her books, and you can connect with her on social media. An easy way to know what she's writing about every day is to follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mintel or on Facebook at Dr. Linda Mintel Author and Speaker. Now we have to say X. We can't say Twitter. Oh, we can't say X. So So follow me on X. (laughs) So before the break, we mentioned a chapter in your book, We Need to Talk. And that chapter is about how to handle conflict with difficult people. Let's go over some tips that you gave. I want to do that, but during the break, we're in this kind of makeshift studio tonight because we were missing some equipment we needed from the new, the new up, done, redone, whatever you call it, podcasting studio. And our technical producer Katie Sims was was mentioning that when she. When she took a time out from her parents, it wasn't a planned time out. She just walked away from them because that's what she was told in school to do. And they didn't like that very well. Well, they were in a heated argument and you don't want your kid walking out on you. Hey, get back here. So just a note to self that you have to say you're going to do that ahead of time when things Ah, go poorly. And it's temporary. And I I think I've told this story before on on one of our podcasts, but I had a couple who did that and they took a time out for like, Two weeks, and they came oh. back and told me, and I said, "No, no, that's supposed to be like an hour, a half an hour, maybe that would be long, but really like ten minutes just to calm yourself down." Okay. So anyway, let's go back to the tips. Okay, All right. you have a difficult person. Number one, Norm, you don't want to say to the person, "You are so difficult." Oh, come on, that's honest. No, that doesn't work. It's tempting to say it, but it's only going to escalate the problem. So know they're difficult, but just listen and try to lower their defenses Mm. by you being very calm and trying to be empathetic. What about arguing? Well, it's tempting again, because when they're difficult, you want to prove that you're right, right? So you can really get it. And they're wrong. Right. But guess what? That's only going to escalate with a difficult person, and it's going to really make matters worse, because you don't win. Right. And and part of that is when we're we're talking about really difficult people, you do have to assess your safety. Hmm. 
So if the other person is starting to get so out of control and it looks like, you know, their face is all red and they're they're starting to get threatening in their posture. And they probably have a history of this. Yes. And maybe if they have a history of hitting or smacking something or hitting a wall, just drop the issue there and do take a time out and leave the situation for a moment. Just say, hey, we're getting out of control here. We, notice I'm saying we, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not just saying you. That's a big That's difference good. with That's a difficult good. person to say, we're getting out of control. Let's just take a break, both of us, and then we'll come back when we both have a moment to calm down. What if the other person tries to change the topic or the subject because they're so uncomfortable or they know they're getting out of control? I think that's what makes some people difficult. Hmm. They just keep switching the topic and they don't ever answer the question. Hmm. So when they do that, just continue to go back almost like a broken record. Just go, well, the issue we're talking about was... But isn't that going to make them worse? No, you just have to do it calmly. Hmm. Just stand and they can say all these different things. Well, you did this and your mother and, you know, the pastor said and all these different things can come out. But if you go, well, I'm really talking about the way we talk to each other, you know, and just take it back to whatever the issue is. Choosing your battles, is that a good tip? I don't you think it always is? <laughs> if we if we dealt with every little thing we didn't like, we would be spending a lot of time in negativity. <laughs> so wow. I think especially with a difficult person, you want to make sure that you're you're choosing a battle that you think is worth fighting over. How about lining up your friends to uh, support your side of the yeah. argument? <laughs> Families do this a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, they have different family members And Betty side. always agrees with yeah, me. Yeah, and they are your sibling. Yeah, or, you right. know, triang- triangulating a parent into a sibling thing. You don't want to do that because it's going to escalate again, mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. who's difficult. So remain calm, repeat the problem, and, and repeat it very factually. Like, don't say, I feel, say... You know, I noticed that you you get irritated with me because of the way your tone of voice or whatever it is you need to tell them. I know this is challenging to be dealing with difficult people, but what's the most important thing? If you gave us one thing, what's the most important thing? I mean, I think the words of Jesus, and I don't mean to be trite with this, but when he said to love your neighbor, I mean, that means the neighbor who throws his trash on your driveway or... You know, the passive aggressive worker who goes behind your back or the church person who gossips about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to love the unlovely. Mm-hmm. But that's why Jesus also said, love your enemies, right? right? Because right. it's easy. What he says is it's easy to actually love people who are lovable. Right. And Matthew tells us that we're supposed to love our enemies and pray for those people who mistreat us or persecute us. That's a tall order. Yeah, and I think that one applies to difficult people. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, of course. You know, they may not actually be an enemy to you, but someone maybe you don't like or you don't want to be around or someone who's just plain making your life unpleasant. The key is to really love that person with the love of God. So help us a little bit. I'd appreciate that. Okay. Well, let's think of someone we don't like who is difficult. Got it. Everybody got somebody. (laughs) Well, that was fast. You got that. (coughs) You got that immediately. Yeah, well, we've been talking about it for a while here. I know. Okay, so now let's think about the person. And then when they struggle or they need your help, you can do what the Bible says. And you can heap hot coals on their head. Okay, obviously not literal coals. <laughs> that would be revenge. Yes. Uh, That's probably what they do in the movies. I think uh, Jesus was talking about not giving back what people deserve, but instead stepping in to help them and by surprising them by how nice you're treating them. And I actually have done this a few times, and I really believe that God helped me see the need hmm. and then gave me compassion in that moment, Norm, because 
there was nothing about that person I really liked. But I, I, I had this moment, and I, I really truly believe it was the Holy Spirit in me. Mm-hmm. And it did calm things, and it calmed me down. Yeah. And I walked out of those interactions, and I went, wow. Who was that person? Yeah. That, that was the Holy Spirit had inspired. To be God, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, here's one you and I have learned for uh, many years, and it took us a while. Don't offer advice that's unsolicited. If it's not asked for, probably not going to be well-received. I, I think that – I wish I would have learned that one maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because there's a tendency to want to correct hmm. or tell difficult people how not to be difficult. But that doesn't go over well, and it could escalate things. You would just do a better job listening. And how about forgiving? That's huge, too, because difficult people will give you many reasons to have to forgive them. (laughs) They create a lot of hurt, and you know you have to be willing to forgive over and over because that's what Scripture tells us to do. But when you do it, I will say it's powerful because not only – because it follows the model of Christ, but there's something very freeing in yourself when you forgive. You don't hang on to things that then become some type of root of bitterness or resentment. Right. Well, God made our emotions, and He knew what it was going to take for us to get through some of these things, so forgiveness works, I'm sure. What else? Well, don't gloat Hmm. if they get criticized or join in with others and pile on how difficult they are. I mean, we can all think of somebody, and when they get in trouble, we can go, yes, they finally got in trouble, and they deserve it because they're so difficult. Again, you have to resist that type of... Temptation, Yeah, it's a temptation just to be very negative, and I'm guilty of that. Even if I don't say it out loud, sometimes I think... Ha! Yeah, or good, you know. Um, It's easy to take pleasure when a difficult person gets in trouble or is actually taken to task. So be careful with this one. We don't know what is going on with someone's life. They may be stressed to the max. They may be going through some terrible time. And we don't really want to gloat in someone's misery. That makes sense. You know, I'm thinking back to when Saul became Paul. He changed from a terrorist, really, who was persecuting and killing Christians to someone who taught Christians and led them and protected them. There is a good reason to pray. People can change. Mm -hmm. And Paul is a great example of praying for those who persecute us. Yeah, that is a really good example. And you know, Norm, we were once enemies of God. But then God so loved us, right? Mm-hmm. The scripture says he gave his only son so that we could be saved. So we're supposed to model that kind of love to each other. Mm-hmm. God pursued us when we rebelled against him. So we need to pray for those who are still in darkness to not be our enemy. I mean, wouldn't that be great mm-hmm. if one day we saw somebody that we knew that was like Saul that became Paul? Right. You know, it's real easy to say this kind of stuff, though, and not quite so easy to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's almost impossible to do without the love of Christ and His Spirit in us. Yeah, I think so. And you're not going to get a lot of reinforcement for this in the culture either. No. No. So what we're saying is that dealing with difficult people means dealing with your own heart and your own motives. Look inward first. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Try to take a broader perspective, see the person in the context of their life, maybe. Mm. Did they have a difficult childhood? Did they have wounding? Did they have hurt? You know, most of the time that's the case, Norm. Mm. Mm. They might have had loss, trauma. Um, In other words, try to know who they are and what made them difficult. Because they don't start life being difficult. Right. They grow that way. So love on them with the love of Christ. That's good. But you're not saying to let them hurt you and abuse you. 
Rather, I think what I hear you say is pray for them, love them as well as you can as a person made in God's image whose God values, and we should too. And they've probably gone through a lot. Probably. And even if they're difficult, be respectful, don't engage negatively, be kind, be firm, have boundaries, but be loving. Walk away if you need to compose yourself and not say something you might later regret. Or if you feel the situation is unsafe, then it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine to walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And here's a good, another good idea. Maybe just agree to disagree. And maybe consider this, too. You're not the person they're really angry with, but you're getting the brunt of their anger, right? In those cases, I think that you, you would say depersonalize that difficult situation. Yeah, because they're doing what we call displacement in the therapy world. They're displacing their anger on you because you're a safe target when they're actually probably angry with somebody else. Well, here's the bottom line. We're going to end with uh, something that may be a little unusual. We're going to end with a serenity prayer. And I'm going to add a little bit at the end. So, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. That could be the difficult person. Mm -hmm. Courage to change the things I can, maybe looking inwardly in our own heart, and the wisdom to know the difference. And let's add, Norm, and fill me with your love so that I may love others the way you do. You had so many difficult people in your life, Jesus, (laughs) yet you saved them all in their brokenness and their hurt. You had compassion on them, and you didn't return anger or disrespect. Help us to have that same compassion and be more like you. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.